Yeah, we talk about soup on this pod. This is, a, this is now officially a soup pod. Welcome to the Soup Pod 2021. I'm your host, uh, Jim. I'm James. And I'm Al. I'm Carl. Uh, here we talk about soups. Um, our first soup that we're, we're going to review today is uh, called Hot uh, Hot Soup. Uh, it's uh, made soup. with, uh, with uh, the 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 um, the stuff that's hot. And, it's got extra uh, broth. It comes with extra hot broth, extra hot noodles, and it also comes with uh, extra hot bowl for the soup. And it comes with uh, a, a side of extra hot noodles with flaming hot um, powder on Hotness. it, uh, which was not invented by uh, in the way that you think it was. So anyway, that's that's yeah. uh, that's really good. That's a really good pod. You talking about uh, Master Hiroshi's flaming hot sakaman? Yeah, we're just yeah. talking about hot soup. Nice. <laughs> yeah, hot no, ham um, water. Hot hot ham water. Um, Hotham, Hotham water, dude. City more like Hotham water. Welcome, everybody, to Master Shake Theater, the Aqua Teen Podcast. I'm your host, Jim. I'm James. And I'm a googie. Googie. Gooby. Good. Um, thanks for joining us. We're another, another weekend to 2022, the new ass year, the new, new. New ass talking year. About, talking about. Aquatine. This is the pod where we unpack uh, the the Leviathan and massively successful cartoon show on Adult Swim, Aquatine Hunger Force, piece by piece. If you're just joining us, we have a rich history of doing this. We spent all of last year doing C Lab. You can catch up on that by subscribing to our Patreon. The link in the description. With that out of the way, let's get into it. Today we're going to be talking about season one, episode two, Escape from Lacropolis, Leprocopolis. Uh, I don't know how to fucking talk. Um, it aired nine nine two thousand one. It's a Oof, interesting date, yeah, right? Um, d- dates that did not age well. Uh, anyway, premise is that leprechauns use Doctor Weird's rainbow machine to mug people. Pretty straightforward, guys. What do we think? I like this one, and not just because uh, they also use this leprechaun in the Bill Chapman episode of Space Ghost. Yeah, I, I thought this one was uh, pretty good because I, I, I think there was some interesting, um, you know, internet shit going on, um, like, like I, I think that in in two thousand one, you could still write. Uh, a fucking funny story about getting an email and having to go to the park um you know even though it's a spam email like i think that's probably the last year that you can really do that and and it would still be funny um that's a fact 
so I definitely had a, a had a had a had a, a little a little laugh about that. Um, and yeah, I thought that the leprechaun or just not the fucking the, the rainbow maker four thousand was pretty fucking cool. Um, wouldn't mind one of those myself. Just a weird rainbow tractor beam. It's fucking cool as hell. Uh, yeah, um, and. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought that this one was also pretty funny, and and but but I think this one also just made me realize how much like I also very much empathize with how much the characters want to be in a pool because I fucking love being in the pool. Yeah, and, like I never had a pool growing up, and I was you know like and my friends always. Well, I don't know. I had a few friends that had pools, maybe, but it sucks not having a pool. A pool is fucking cool. You had that you had that dream in like 2011, uh, and I always talk about this, where you, we invented the concept of pooling, which is where you go hang out by a pool, not necessarily swim. In fact, probably strictly not swim, but just go over by a pool and hang out. Um, and I just love the fact that in a dream you invented the concept of pooling. Very cool. <laughs> Let's go do some pooling. With schoolboy Q, with pool boy Q, dude. Pool boy Q, <laughs> or pool, pool Q boy. boy. Yeah, that's that's spicy, spicy in a good way. Kind of like our uh, our sponsor today, um, flaming hot M and M's. You ever see you ever see them try to make that horse shit on fucking mythical kitchen? where they make like a flaming hot Dr. Pepper fucking milkshake. Well, now you can get that dumb shit in your stores, in your aisles or on the online aisles store. Um, you can go to mms.com slash flaming hot 2022. Um, there's no G at the end of flaming. You type in the promo code master shake theater and, and you can get your first, uh, first giant three pound shipment of flaming hot M&Ms. Uh, it's uh it's the $9.99 plus free shipping. Thank you. I might have told this story on the previous pod, I don't remember, but one time uh it's probably in fifth grade or something like that, and they they released flaming hot Cheetos. Um uh, but as like part of a promotion, you could like call a number and they deliver a bag to your house and like I just fucking called some random number and like gave my address and I got a bag of flaming hot Cheetos um, delivered and it was a very small bag, uh, but it was enough to taste uh, the flavor of the future. And uh, I felt pretty good about that. That's, that's amazing. And this is a very hot chip, very hot chip, positive pod because one time James uh, was in Mexico and he sent me uh, Wario, Wario Doritos. Um, and they were fucking great. And it turns out that, that it was a, a uh, flavor of Doritos called Flamas. Very delicious. It's like Doritos answer flaming Hot. Um, and then I became an incorrigible consumer of those shortly after because I was able to find the non-Wario version in, in, stores um since chicago has a big mexican population you can't can find you, them mostly you, find them in ohio really can i ask you if the wario one still tasted better 
They did. I've never been yeah. able to. It's like it's like a Skinner Skinner stew moment. I like never have been able to fucking. I've always been haunted by the taste of those Wario chips. I've never been able to replicate the flavor in any meaningful way. Can I ask you something? Can I, can I, can I ask you guys a personal question? Is it ever appropriate for like a soup to be the main part of a meal? Yes. And yes, I'll tell you why. It's called souping. No. And what you do is you get a soup and you get a, a half a loaf or half a baguette. And then you get a big bowl of soup and your baguette and that's a meal. Yeah, yeah, but the baguette is provides the heft of the meal. It's you not get the heft of the meal with the baguette, but it's still it's still like one of the best ways to eat. It's just a, a big soup and a and a big bread. Well, you have yeah. to have a big bread in the soup, but you have to have like a like a main like a meat based thing as like the main part of the meal. Or it's not like a good it's not a good meal. It could be a meal, but I'm not talking about having a, just a normal meal. I'm not a normal person. I'm you a good person. <laughs> You can have an Italian wedding uh, soup with a big meatball in it. I think that, uh, so I think that, I think that there are certain soups that are meals. I think that matzo ball soup is a meal because it has a big bread in it and the broth is very hearty. I think that ramen. You're you're almost in stew territory then. We're talking about like a, like a hefty broth. Now you know what I heard? More American males wear bracelets than eat stews <laughs> these days. <laughs> just... Yeah, dude. Let's get Adam Carolla on the pod. Have him talk about how fucking American males would rather eat, wear three bracelets than eat stews, dude. Uh, quick, quick interjection back to Frito, flaming hot, Frito Lay story. Do you guys remember hearing this story about like how there was like a janitor that like invented this and like climbed the ranks of Frito Lay and like yeah, there's a fucking documentary about it now. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently completely made up. <laughs> and like Frito Lay said, like, 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 like the Los Angeles Times like had an investigative reporter go look into this story and like ultimately like Frito was like, yeah, this guy did not invent this. It's just I don't know how this story got made, which is really bizarre. Wait, what happened? So the story was like this: this like janitor guy like invented uh, flaming hot Cheetos because he would take he was a janitor at the Cheetos factory and he would take naked Cheetos home to his family and put um, and put a Mexican seasoning called tahine on them, which right. is basically just indistinguishable from flaming hot flavor. It's, it's also like very chili. delicious. To put on some mangoes. You can yeah. get it on the streets of New York City. Just uh, put on your mango. It's um, delicious. And so, and so the the whole lore around it is that this guy like was like, I had this recipe, man, and he took it to the people at Frito Lay, and they fucking loved it. Um, I thought there was a documentary about it, but if if the, the I might have dreamt that or made that up. Um, either way, it's funny that it's made up. I think that's fucking great. I love it when things are made up because I like making things up myself. Like a leprechaun, yeah, dude. Like a leprechaun. What um, else? What else happened in this episode? I thought it was good. Yeah. I liked how the house killed everybody at the end. Yeah, I really like. Um, I, I really like the leprechaun 2's voice because it's very obviously Andy Merrill. Like it sounds yeah. almost distinguishable <laughs> from Rack. Um, and then fucking Meatwad saying, "I have a brain. I have a brain. I just took it out so it doesn't get wet." Like, yeah, it was pretty good. good. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay you do a good meatwad that's a one of us 
Um, Meatwad in the suit with the megaphone embedded in his head is pretty pretty good Meatwad gag. Um, and, and then um, the the ever stilted and funny use of ass. Uh, and uh, he's a guy leprechaun. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's right, ass. Yeah, I was I was happy that there was a that there was an ass uh, drop. Um, reminded me of our last show that we talked about together. The yeah, show we will not that, mention anymore. Now that we're in yeah week three. Talking about January the show chips. Chips. Talking yeah. about the show chips. It's been a dead chips. chips. Damn, I can't um, wait to do the chips cast. It's gonna be sick. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. when shake calls uh calls leprechauns yo-yos maybe it's i forget he's calling yo-yos but at any rate he goes you're both yo-yos shut up you yo-yos pretty good quote um i really like the fact that like there's just a, a really ingenious use of the animation budget like even early again that's playing into what we were talking about last episode with just like absurdity is the assumption um like you mentioned like chain emails a pretty perfectly timely thing like i, I don't think that you could have built an episode around chain emails any all right um so back to where we were um the the chain the chain emails again this is like the last time where that that could have really been a timely thing like i remember in fall of one like I, I had like a computer class at school and the we were talking about the the fucking concept of the then novel and very folky concept of netiquette like internet etiquette and that obviously it's not a fucking actual thing that became a thing but um yeah chain emails a growing pain of early internet carl's a perfect character truly like he's already been crafted like in spite of maybe you know some fucking warts here and there he's a perfect fucking character he's the engine of the show in my opinion i love him so much um there's an emerging foil yeah absolutely a great foil for anything uh the the emerging theme which i think becomes pretty prevalent like throughout the show is that like there's always some sort of scheme or scam or grift that the uh that the main characters are either involved in or adjacent to, or in a lot of cases, probably spearheading. Um, and then like, <laughs> I'm getting big, big Lester Freeman vibes from Fry. <laughs> in this episode. Oh, yeah. Maybe in general, like I like the idea of just like Fry being the, being the cool skeptical guy, like Lester, Lester Freeman is in, in uh, the wire. That's a that's a good point. He, I think that he does have that sort of mm, mellowness and, and gravitas that that Lester Freeman has, but also that lighthearted side. Like you, you would definitely not be surprised if if Fry was doing uh, like 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 building miniature furniture. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I'm gonna write some. I'm gonna write some fan fiction about Lester Freeman's hobbies. I think. <laughs> uh, gonna write about um, Lester Lester Freeman, Loki having like the most expansive bonsai tree collection in North America, and <laughs> and then having having also the most expansive model train set in recorded history, running in circles around it in a serpentine. Cool. 
we should release our fanfics at the same time. Mine is just uh it's just the wire, but with um with the uh, with the uh, Fry Frylock replacing fucking Lester Freeman and uh Master Shake replacing uh Burrell and yep. uh fucking uh and meat wad fucking replacing bubbles. Um because it'll be fucking <laughs> <laughs> done i'm dead uh, i watched it yeah. uh, actually no it'd be cool if they were just if they were just uh added to the show not actually replacing anybody it would, it would be really fun yeah just I like a really, a really fucking a really tense moment between like um burrell and daniels and mui just comes in like has has about a seen my brain <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome the the entire project of the pod is me is going to be me perfecting my meatwad impression so get ready for that um i'm here for it i am definitely working on like looking i'm i don't going to commit to this bit now i'm working on looking like carl in 22 oh Um, yeah i already have most of the ingredients i just need to like to fit fit up um I, there's big there's huge big lebowski energy in this fucking um episode and i feel like probably we'll come to see in like a lot of subsequent episodes because it's like multiple people working different angles on the same grift right that's a really funny and fun fucking angle to put an episode together on yeah that's a good point i love that that's a good point you're big brain now and then, like, clearly, like, and what I'm seeing in these early episodes a lot is there's, like, there are, like, really focal characters for character development in each episode. And, like, focal characters, like, Subway? Yeah, like, um, Fogel, like, yeah, you know, uh, J- Jared, Jared Fogel Subway. Uh, the, the name of his prison newsletter, the Fogel Point. God, <laughs> fuck. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, he, J- Jared, Jared Fogel, uh, Jared Fogel found religion in prison and his name is just Jared X now. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, that, I, don't, I don't know if, I don't know if that's even offensive or not. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Because, uh, I don't know. Not, not a good person. Jared Fogel's pretty pretty bad he's actually pretty pretty horrible um yeah 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 it's not Isn't great the official stance of this pod is that we're against people who commit those kinds of crimes good uh, i think I'm so glad to be part of that yep good um, Lord. reminds me of the meme of uh and you can cut this out if you want of uh of uh epstein and Ghislaine maxwell Ghislaine maxwell uh and, it's, and it says, like, when you're really in love, you finish each other's sentences. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that. Going around a lot today. Um, for context, this is being recorded a day after Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell was sentenced to, sentenced to basically life in prison for the four days know, before horrible, she died. Horrible, horrible. Uh, she's, 
she's not gonna die unless she wants to, dude. She's not no, fucking. No, she'll 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 only die if Hillary Clinton wants her to die. Yeah, yeah. She's not, fucking, she's not plugged into anything anymore, man. She's fucking completely cut off from the machine. Like that was made. No, no, they're gonna they're gonna have to hook her up to a machine to keep her alive. That's what you're saying right now, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank have you. Have some fries, fry man. <laughs> have some refried fries. Uh, um, well, on that note, Fry Fry has the most character development in this episode, especially with the laser eyes. Um, and like uh, the what about this chain conversation, and like the whole like shake conversation, trying to like solve the grift is like very very reminiscent of Space Ghost. Oh yeah, um, much like Space Ghost Shake, at least in this episode, is also very dumb and gullible, and. I'm curious to see because I don't have any fucking memory of how common this was, but I feel like Carl's house getting destroyed is a bit maybe on par with Sea Lab blowing up. We'll see how often Carl's house actually gets destroyed, but maybe. I think at least at least Carl's possessions getting destroyed has been the theme so far. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I. I I noticed in in this one that, and it was probably in the first one as well that uh, Carl mows his lawn, and the Aqua Teen Hunger Force does not. Um, they're not interested in Very that. Good. And and that the graffiti the graffito on the front of the house just says "Get out" instead of "Keep out," <laughs> like you think it would. <laughs> "Get out" is a really great Get out. on your door. <laughs> Uh, cool yes well cool uh anything anything else fellas i think that's that's it it does her well thanks for joining us week two uh hope you're having a good 2020 2022 that's just how we're going to be saying this year um thanks for joining us I, I got I'll join us next week. We're gonna be talking about Bus of the Undead. Thank you. <laughs>